Hallelujah. It's by His Spirit. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank You for this day. We thank You for this time together. Lord, You said it. Where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of us. So, Father, we thank you for your presence that's here this morning. Holy Spirit, have free reign in this place. Lord, I pray that you're open our ears to hear clearly from you, Father. Father, that you're preparing our hearts to receive your word. And, Lord, we give you all the glory and praise. Let's do your name. You're worthy of it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen, amen, amen. So if you're taking notes this morning, the title of my message is, His Mercy Brings Healing. His mercy, it brings healing. Amen? You've heard you have to have faith, right? We've heard that you have to have faith to bring healing, to have healing. Amen? But divine healing is not only received by faith, but seeking healing to overlook another important way is to access it through God's healing touch. Another way to do that is, is through the mercy of God. Through the mercy of God. Turn to somebody and say mercy. We have to have mercy. Amen. We need God's mercy on our life. We need to be merciful to others in their lives. Amen. In Psalms chapter 6 verse 2. It says be gracious to me O Lord. For I am pining away, heal me, O Lord, for my bones are dismayed. Another translation says this, Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony. How many of you ever had your bones hurting before? Been cold to the bone, where your bones are hurting. You get up in the morning, at times your bones are hurting. Okay? Here's David, and he's saying, Be merciful to me, O Lord. For I am faint, I'm weak. Oh Lord, heal me, he's asking. And he says, for my bones are in agony. For I'm hurting, Lord God. See, divine healing is among the most blessed and greatly appreciated promises of God. And the Old Testament records many occasions of healing by God's power. And while he was on earth, Jesus was an instrument of divine healing, was he not? To all who looked to him in faith. Miraculous healings continued to accompany the ministries of the New Testament apostles and other believers who walked in faith in the Lord's promises to heal the sick. Even when they walked down the road, the shadow will fall on those who were sick and they were healed. Amen? Those who had faith and those who believed. But as essential as faith is to experiencing the Lord's healing touch, there is another biblical approach to receiving divine healing. Okay? And it does not replace faith. Say, turn to somebody and say, it doesn't replace faith. But rather it seems to complement faith for healing by bringing another factor into the equation. How do you know it's good to bring another factor into the equation? And this factor is that it is the mercy of God. Mercy. God's mercy. Amen? So it says, be merciful to me, Lord. Heal me. The psalmist, he cried out to this. He said, be merciful. Heal me, Lord. He understood that mercy of God is a powerful factor that God is pleased to extend to his people. He's pleased to give you mercy. A brief look in the Gospels will show Jesus healing people in response to the Lord having mercy appeals. 
Look at Matthew. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. And in verse 27, verse 30, it says this. It says, As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, Have mercy on us, son of David. And when he entered the house, the blind men came up to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, It shall be done to you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about this. See that no one knows about this. So here's two blind men. They came to Jesus and they were healed. And the scripture records, reveals two factors that were present in this healing scenario. So what are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying, number one, the blind man had faith in the Lord. He had faith. Turn to somebody and say, do you have faith? Do you believe? Hallelujah. They asked the blind man, do you believe? He said, yes, Lord. And then also they appealed for mercy. Number two, they appealed for mercy of God. Have mercy on us, son of David. Have mercy on us. See, I've gone in and prayed for those in the hospital, those who, who weren't of church, those I may not have known if they had faith, that they believed, that they were believing. Okay, and I've gone in and, and there's been times I've gone into the room and they were asleep in the bed. And I would go in because I said I would come and pray with them. And, and instead of waking them up, and instead of because you know what, in, in a hospital you don't get any rest. You're laying in the bed, they're coming in all in through the night, poking and prodding and needing this and that, right? All right, you're not getting any rest in the hospital. So when I came in, this, this one lady, she was asleep, and she was sleeping in the bed, and I just went ahead, and I just touched her very lightly, and I prayed. I prayed for her. I didn't know where she stood with the Lord. I didn't know she had faith if she was even a believer. But I prayed a prayer over her that the mercy of God will heal her. Amen? That the mercy of God would heal her. See, I never hesitate to pray for divine healing based entirely. I, I base it on the mercy of God. Amen? And if they don't have the faith, I'm going to put my faith and believe. Amen? Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 15, if you flip over a few chapters, 15 verse 22 Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon in verse uh, 22. And the Canaanite woman from the region came out and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord. Son of David, my daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. Have mercy on me, Lord. And then drop on down to verse 26 and 28. He says, and he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she, she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, O woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. I want you to notice something here. Her daughter got healed. She was pursuing healing and we know the story, and, and, and she said to give the crumbs. Even the dogs lap up the crumbs from the table. She said, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. And he says, you have great faith. 
And he granted her daughter was healed from that very hour, according to verse 28. Healed at once. Amen? Faith is vital in our seeking healing from the Lord. Faith is vital. And Jesus said to the woman, you have great faith. But notice also how she approached Jesus for her daughter's healing. Lord, have mercy on me. We should be approaching him. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. It was her appeal to Jesus for mercy that put her in a position to receive healing for her daughter through her faith. It was her appeal for mercy. And this scripture shows us that our faith-filled appeal to the mercy of God for healing can be made on behalf of another. Do you know you can pray for another and you can ask for mercy for them to be healed? Amen. Amen. Here the woman successfully interceded for her daughter's healing. And what happened? Her daughter got healed. In Luke chapter 1, verse 7 and 57 and 58, it talks about Elizabeth. We know, we read this probably uh, a month and a half ago. Luke chapter 1, where it talks about Elizabeth was barren. And they were both well along years. And when it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, and it drops on down to 57, 58, we know the story. She was old, and, and uh, the priest was praying for her, for her, his wife. And when it was time for her to have the baby, she gave birth to her son and her neighbors. In verse 58, and her relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. And we know John the Baptist was born. Okay? This is a touching story here with Elizabeth and her, her husband. And they were elderly and they, they, they had no children. She desired to have a child. Verse 13 tells us that Zechariah had been praying to God that his wife would become pregnant. And despite their advanced years, and God showed mercy. Turn to somebody and say, God showed mercy. If he can show mercy to someone... He can show mercy to you, right? Amen? And then Elizabeth did conceive and she bore a child who became the famous prophet. We talk about John the Baptist. The Lord has shown her great mercy. In Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4, turn with me there. Hebrews 4, verse 15 and 16. It says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things, as we are yet without sin. Therefore let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy. Say mercy. So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Say grace in the time of need. See, we need to draw near to our Lord and Savior Jesus and find mercy so that we may find grace to the help in a time of need. How many of you ever been in a place that you need some help and you need it now? You've been in a time of need where you need help and you, you don't know which way to go. You're at maybe at rock bottom and you just don't know where to turn. Or, or maybe you just you need some help. You've got to get out of this situation. 
And it says, therefore, let us draw near with confidence. We're to draw near to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Hallelujah. In our sinful humanity, we humans are beset with weaknesses of all sorts. What are you saying, Pastor? Jesus himself became a man, and while remaining without sin, he experienced the gamut of human weaknesses while on earth. Remember the Bible records that Jesus wept in sorrow. Jesus wept, John eleven thirty five. 35. Okay? He feared, in Hebrews 5, 7, according to King James Version, he feared. He needed sleep in Matthew chapter 8, verse 4. He needed sleep. Some of you need some sleep. Some of you need some rest. Some of you need some peace when you lay down your head at night. Some of you need to be comfortable when you go to sleep. Isn't that right, Kristen? <laughs> and he needed food, according to Mark chapter 14. And in his humanity, he was able to be killed on a cross. He was able to be killed on the cross. In light of these experiences, Jesus is able to sympathize with our weakness. Turn to someone and say, Jesus knows what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. Hebrews 4.15. The biblical encouragement to us then is to approach his throne of grace with confidence. To receive his mercy at, at all times and need. Amen. Are you feeling weak? Are you feeling down? Are you at wit's end? Then come to Jesus. Let me say that again. Are you feeling weak? Are you feeling down? Are you at your wit's end? Okay? Then come to Jesus. Expect him out of his mercy to respond graciously and powerfully to your need. Expect that. In Mark chapter 5. Turn with me to Mark chapter 5. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, God is good. He's good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 5, verse 18 and 9 says, As he was getting into the boat, the man, the man who had been demon-possessed was imploring him that he might accompany him. And he did not let him, but he said to him, Go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you. And now he had mercy on you. How he had what? Mercy. How he had what? Mercy. mercy. He had mercy on him. Hallelujah. The mercy of God for healing should be a part of our testimony. It should be part of your testimony. Look what the Lord has done. He had mercy on me. He healed my disease. He took away. He touched my mind. Amen. We need to have mercy. The mercy of God. There was a, a time that... Um, friend of mine was uh, going through some things and he shared with me some ex some experiences of, of divine mercy how the Lord had mercy on him and what he was dealing with and he used that for his Christian testimony to be able to affect others and touch others and, and then that testimony brought them into wanting to, to serve Jesus as their Lord and Savior wanting to be part of the family of God how many of you have a testimony where God's healed you in your body? Okay, I have a testimony that God healed me on my body. Something just fell off my neck. 
Okay, that's a testimony. People say, well, God doesn't heal today. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So it, I use this mercy of well, God had mercy on me to touch me, to heal me based off my petition and my prayer. And, and this area of this testimony that I use, it, it's effective. Amen. Matthew 5, 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Turn to someone and say, are you merciful? Are you showing mercy to others? <laughs> See, more than just telling people about the mercy of God, we need to be vessels expressing the mercy of God to others. We need to be showing them mercy. We need to be showing them love. Amen? We need to be loving on them. Hallelujah. We're not to be looking at what they're going through or what they're saying. Well, they have great sin that's caused this. No. We're to show mercy and compassion like Jesus did. So do you believe? Yes, Lord, I believe. Hallelujah. So you have heard Jesus telling about the good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10. That Samaritan man went to the aid of another man who had been robbed. He was beaten. He was stripped naked. Okay, and he, he cast him down by the roadside. He couldn't even get up. He was beaten down so bad. And in concluding the story, Jesus spoke highly of the Samaritan in verse 37 because he was the only one who had mercy. He was the only one who had mercy on this guy that was beaten down, struck, stripped down, laying on the side of the road to be dead. He was the only one that stopped by to help him. How many times have we gone down the road and we see someone stuck on the side of the road? And have you had the mercy to stop and say, hey, may I help you? Instead of having the fear, you can't stop because you might get robbed or someone might shoot you or whatever it may be. But you need to have the mercy to help people. Hallelujah. The Lord showed me that this, this day. I was, thinking, I was in a lot of traffic. I was on the highway and someone was broken down on the road. And you can see he was at his wit's end. And I, I wanted to stop so bad, but the traffic was moving so bad. I went upward. I would have to go all back around, all the way down to two entrances to come back in to come up to help him. I said, Lord, bring someone that can see it ahead of time and help them. That's what I prayed. Because I couldn't get back around. There's been times when people have stopped and helped me. Are you okay? They had mercy. They had grace. Come on now. Here he, he had, the Samaritan had mercy on the man who had been robbed and he had been beaten. And he was the only one who stopped to offer aid. All the priests walked on the other side of the road. Now, the other man walked on the other side of the road, turned their head. They said, it's not my problem. How many times have we heard people say, this is not my problem? Come on, let's have mercy, people. In the days ahead, I predict you will find numerous opportunities, numerous opportunities to be a conduit for the mercy of God by extending mercy to someone around you. Some of us need to be a little bit more merciful with those we work with. A friend or a neighbor who suffers some tragic loss. A woman whose car is broken down by the side roadside. An elderly man in a store or on the street looking confused and needing directions. An exhausted young mother needing a reliable volunteer babysitter to give her a few hours of break for her stress. Or maybe a, a mother where she can just get away and she can just do what... Do what she needs to do to get caught up in, and someone helping her watch or helping her with what she's going through. An ill friend in the hospital or an ill friend at home needing an expression of mercy through a visit. As well as a prayer of faith for divine healing. 
Some people, they just don't want you to come into their home. But do we have the time to pick up the phone and call? Possibilities are endless. But we need to be prepared this week. Turn to somebody and say, be prepared. To be an angel of mercy. Be prepared to help somebody. To those in need. God promises you that you in turn will receive mercy when you're showing mercy. Amen? And you have been willing to extend mercy to others on, on His behalf. Not just your behalf, but on His behalf. Don't do it just to see somebody looking at you doing something. There's times where people will only do something as long as they, other people can see what's going on of what they're doing. Come on now. My confident prayer here today is, is Habakkuk 3.2. And it says in Habakkuk 3.2, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in all of your deeds. O Lord, renew them in our day and our time. Make them known in wrath. Remember mercy. My prayer is to remember mercy. It's like Habakkuk was saying. In times of old, the scriptures record many illustrations of God's mighty deeds. In this brief message, we have focused on examples of God's mighty healings. Mighty healings. Both in the Old Testament, in that ministry, and also in the New Testament. And Jesus and his followers, right? There's a willing expression of the boundless mercy of God for us. God has mercy on you. God loves you. His mercy is for you. Amen? So I pray that the Lord will renew you, will renew them in our day. And make them known. Remember mercy. Turn to someone and say, remember mercy. Okay? Someone gives you mercy and grace. Don't you turn around, like in the New Testament, where Jesus was talking and actually talks to the disciples and tells a story, a parable about a king that lets go the slave what's due him. And he, he wipes it clean. He says, his debt, no more. But yet the slave turns to his friend and he asks him to pay up what's due him. Mercy and grace was given to him and he turned to his fellow person uh, who, who borrowed money from him and, and demanded it, trying to choke him out, demanding him to pay what was borrowed from him. He did not show mercy nor grace, even though mercy and grace was extended to him. So we need to make sure that we ourselves are extending mercy to those we come in contact with, those we work with, those who owe us. Oh, come on. Lord, show on earth the awesome mercy of God in the form of divine healings. How many of you know somebody who needs, needs to be healed? Needs a healing right now. Okay? Bible talks about petitioning and crying out to him. Just like David said, have mercy on me, Lord. Heal me. For my bones. 
See, healings are sown so often in the Bible as a result of appeals for your mercy. They renew those mercy healings in our day. I want to give a couple of scriptures. Part of this, as I was thinking about so many that need healing in their body, and different ones that are, are praying or waiting to be healed, totally healed. Okay? You know, there's some severe health crisis in, in my family. And um, so I was looking in scriptures. I was looking for comforting words. Hallelujah. Looking for comforting words that will help. In this time of adversity, especially my family in Arkansas and, and, and other families in Delaware and different ones. How I many of you have family members right now that you know they need healing in their body? Okay. So I want to give a little personal encouragement. That was some of these scriptures that kind of helped me. And these aren't really scriptures that uh, I put down to teach on or what have you. The scriptures, for instance, Genesis chapter 35, 3. He says, let us go to Bethel where I will build an altar to God who answered me in the day of my distress. Some, some of our family members are in distress right now. And this, this word says, who answered me in the day of my distress, who has been with me wherever I have gone. Amen. You know God's with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. We have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. And it says, as with Jacob, God is ready and willing to answer your cry to him in the day of your distress. And he will give you the assurance that no matter how pressing the hardship is. I said, no matter how pressing, how pressing the hardship is, regardless of the severity of the hard times you face, he will be with you wherever you go. Amen. And 2 Samuel 22, 7. 2 Samuel 22.7, another translation says, In my distress I called to the Lord. I called out to my God. From his temple he heard my voice and my cry came to his ears. In my distress I called to him. I called out to my God. See, in the midst of your difficulties, we need to call out to God. Let your emotions come through in him. God hears. Turn to somebody and say, God hears you. And he understands. Amen. In Second Chronicles, excuse me, Second Chronicles twenty nine, twenty, verse nine says, "If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name, and will cry out to you in our distress. We will cry out in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. See, even if you face what seems." to be calamity, we are to cry out to God. Oh, hear me. We're to cry out in the midst of our troubles. Amen? And to assure, be assured that He will both hear you and He will save you. He will both hear you and He will save you. Not only will He save you, He will heal you. Hallelujah. Glory. Imagine Peter's fear as he began to walk on the water in Jesus uh, back in Matthew chapter 14. How many have ever been fearful of something before? Matthew 14, 30 and 31, the violent wind and the surging waves put terror in his heart. 
perturbed, the waves, the violent wind, the storm that you might be in right now might be putting some fear in your heart. Talk about, you know, a bumpy ride. How many of you have ever been on the ocean when it's, the waters are, waves are high and the wind's blowing? You're beginning to sink. Peter cried out. He didn't just say, Lord, if you would just save me, Lord. He said, Lord, save me. He cried out. He didn't say, if it be your will, Lord. He said, Lord, save me. Come on now. And Jesus did so. He reached his hand out to Peter and bringing him safely back to the boat. See, in your time of distress, like Peter, you need to cry out. Lord, save me. Lord, help me. Lord, have mercy on me. And he will hear and he would intercede on your behalf. Do you know Jesus is praying for you right now? The Bible says he's praying for you. If our Lord and Savior, our God, is praying for you, who's with you, he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you, whom shall we fear? Or what shall we fear? Amen? See, in your time of distress, like Peter, you cry out, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. Lord, save me. Lord, have mercy on me. And he will hear you. Psalms 4.1 says, Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful. Have mercy to me and hear my prayer. See, God's mercy is limitless. Sometimes it's the simplest and best prayer in times of tough trouble. Oh, there's been times when we, we come into trouble and we say, Oh, Jesus! Jesus! And we cry out to Jesus. But we need to go ahead and continue to have mercy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Back in the Gospels, it was often the Lord's mercy that prompted many of the great physical healings. He had mercy. In Psalms 55 and 17, Psalms 55 and 17, It says, well, let's go to verse 16. As for me, I shall call upon God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I will complain and murmur, and he will hear my voice. King James Version says it this way. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Shall hear my voice? Did it just say that he's he's praying at night before he goes to bed, and that's it? It said he's praying when. It says he's praying in the evening. He says he's praying in the morning. Come on now, he's praying in the noontime, the middle of the day. 
And he's not just praying, Lord, bless this food that I'm about to partake. Because we're getting ready here and pretty soon to go eat in the noontime, eat lunch. Some people call it, maybe call it dinner. I call it lunch. But you may go eat lunch around the midday. And the prayer you may pray, we'd be praying and blessing the food. But are you praying a prayer saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, I put this before you. I give this to you. I cast my care on you, Lord God. David's here. The psalmist is saying, In the evening, in the morning, and at noon, he will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Evening and morning and noon, I cry out in distress. See, David revealed an important insight that he had learned. That is the importance of diligence, ongoing, being diligent and ongoing in your prayer life. In your prayer life. Especially when times are tough. It's important that we pray. It's important that we commune. It's important that we have fellowship with our Savior. It's important. Come on now. Some people may, some aren't persistent. How many of you started something before and it, it was going well, then all of a sudden you didn't get, you weren't persistent with it, and you you stopped doing it. You missed a day. Before you know it, you missed two days. Before you know that, you missed three days. Before you know that, the week, the month gone by. Before you know it, it's four months gone by. Do you know before that you're in the new year and you didn't do? Has that ever happened to somebody before? Come on now, <laughs> glory. We need to be persistent, amen? We need to be persistent. We need to look to God in prayer. When you, when you wake up in the morning, you need to be looking to God in prayer. You're not, not only saying, good morning, Lord, good morning, Holy Spirit. You should be praying to Him. Lord God, this is the day you are made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. This is going to be the best day that I ever had. Lord, I thank you for the blessings that are going to pour out. For, and Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. Help me be merciful. Help me be gracious. Help me to walk in your love, Lord God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 25, verse 4 says, You have been a refuge for the poor, a refuge for the needy in his distress, a shelter from the storm, and a shade from the heat. How many of you need a shelter in the storm and the shade in the heat? Hallelujah. When it's getting heated up in your circumstance, we need the shade. We need God to shade us in that area. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory. There's more scripture. There's Jonah chapter 2. We know about Jonah. He was inside the fish. He says he, he called for help and you listened. I'm, I'm giving you things because we need to understand. We need to call out to our God. We need to pray to our God. Amen. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're dealing with right now. He knows the, the circumstance, but He still wants to have that fellowship with us. He wants us to reach out to Him. Amen? You may feel like you've been swallowed up just like Jonah was in the fish. Found himself inside the, the great depths of the sea in this fish, right? You see no light, you no know hope. 
There's some people walking around, they have no hope. They lost their light. They have no hope. No hope of deliverance. But remember the rest of Jonah's story from what seemed like the depths of the grave inside this great fish. Come on now. Jonah called to God for help and God listened and he delivered him, Jonah, from the great peril. He delivered him. What did the fish do? He spewed him out of his mouth onto dry land. Some of us need to get spewed out of where we've been into where God has put us into. Hallelujah. Glory. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, you know the circumstances, you know the situations. We have family members that need to touch from you, Lord God. Lord, we've got friends that are going through horrible times, horrible things, Lord God. And Father, you're no respecter of person, Lord God. You, you, what you, you do what you've done for some in the past, you do for others now, Father God. You do respect them. You do love them, Father God. You, you are there for them, Lord God. You are a merciful God. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father. Lord, as they call out to you, Lord, as they say, have mercy on me for what I'm going through, what I'm dealing with, Lord God. I know you can make it better. Just like you said to the blind man, do you believe? They said, yes, we believe. And Lord Jesus, you touched their eyes. Their eyes were open. They were healed. They were healed, Lord God. Because they said, have mercy on us. Father, I pray you have mercy over those in this place. Father, I pray right now of the mercy of God for those who who are dealing with stuff in their body, Lord God. Cancer has to go in Jesus' name. Heal them, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Sickness, Father God. There's no distance in the Spirit for Mark, for Beth, and different ones. Lord, I thank you right now in Jesus' name. You can touch their body and you can heal them. Have mercy on them, Lord God. Hallelujah. Your grace. Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Help us to continue to walk in love, Lord God. To be a light unto you, Father. A light that's shining in this world. Thank you, Lord God. We're not going to hide it. Lord God, we're going to let the light of you just shine forth from us, Father. Your glory fall on every person we come in contact with, Lord Jesus. Have your way, have your will in this city, in this state, in this nation. We take authority over the enemy who tries to kill, steal, and destroy. We bind the strong man trying to tear things up and down. Not only in our lives, but in this nation, in Jesus' name. And Lord, your word says we're two more agrees touching anything that's done, and we're in agreement right now. Thank you for healing those who need healing in our families. Thank you for touching those who need a touch from you. Lord, thank you, Father, for your grace. And thank you for your mercy, Lord God. 
that's new every morning, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. If it wasn't for the mercy of God, I wouldn't be here. I think a lot of us would be that way. If it wasn't for God's mercy, if it wasn't for His grace, we wouldn't be here. Amen? Glory. Hallelujah. So turn to somebody and say, have hope and believe. Amen? Have hope. Don't lose your hope. We have faith. We have hope. We have the mercy of God on our behalf. Amen. Have hope. Amen. Glory. You're going to see some things turn around and God working in your behalf like never before. Amen. Amen. Be blessed this week and show mercy to others as God shows you mercy.